the name of Jesus, Amen. Beware of false prophets. This is not a popular idea today. Why should we need to be careful? Let them be. Who are you to call someone false? Well, that isn't very kind or caring. You might hurt someone's feelings. Isn't that an old-fashioned idea that should have gone out with the rotary phone? Surely we are smart enough to be able to tell the truth from falsehood. Surely we can tell what is from God and what's not. Can't we? The fact of the matter is that we can't tell the difference, not on our own. Eve was tricked by Satan, and ever since that time it has been a struggle, indeed a war, to tell what is true, what is false. But it's not for lack of information. We have more access to information than ever before in the history of the world. We can Google our way through most any problem or question that you could come up with. Have to fix your car? It's on YouTube. You can do it. It's easy. It's all there for you. Want to know what birds are indigenous to the mountains of Tibet? No problem. How about the distance from Maumel to Bangladesh? It's there. Or who was the last pharaoh in Egypt who was left-handed? I can find that. What are the cheapest gas prices in the area from Mississippi Boulevard to Cantrell and to 430? Yep, we can pinpoint that as well. Yet for all our knowledge, for all our science, and the multiplication of resources, we are no closer to God today than we were thousands of years ago. We as a people may be advanced. We may even be at the pinnacle of our civilization, but we are still, after all of that, just sheep. This is why we are a people we as a people are so tempted by the vision makers and the dreamers of this and every age. Every generation has teachers who offer vain hopes and who make promises they cannot keep. In Jeremiah's day, the promise was that everything would be hunky-dory, that everything would be perfect. No disaster shall befall you, they said. This was despite all the warnings. This was despite decades of preaching of the law. They did not want to hear it. So Jeremiah was persecuted just like the prophets who went before him and just like many prophets who came after him. Why? Why did the people want to hear the lie? Why listen to the wolf who would devour them instead of the shepherd who would lead them to the still waters of God's word? They listened because it was easy. It was easy to hear the message of peace, peace, when there was no peace. They listened because they did not want to face the simple reality that their actions have consequences. So they stubbornly followed their own heart. They didn't want to believe that their violation, their violating of God's will, would actually come back to haunt them. And so rather than face the truth, they believed and accepted a lie. Perhaps an example from history is in order. In 1938, the British Prime Minister was a man named Neville Chamberlain. We remember him today because of his appeasement policy towards Nazi Germany. He signed a peace treaty with Hitler called the Munich Agreement. And this was just months before the invasion of Poland. He signed a treaty with Germany that meant nothing. But when Chamberlain came home from the Munich Agreement, he was greeted 
to thronging crowds, thousands, tens of thousands, lauded him as the one who had brought peace in our time. But their peace was based on a lie. Hitler would have his day, so matter what a piece of paper read. So back to Jesus. What Jesus warns about here is false prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing, he called them. He warned them of these false prophets because Jesus knew our weakness. He knew how easy it is for us to be swayed by the lie. He knows how quickly our itching ears would have their way and follow the dreamers and the visioners. So Jesus gives us this warning and he gives us a promise wrapped in this warning. You shall know them by their fruits. The fruits of a teacher are both what he teaches and what his followers teach. There isn't really any mystery about how to find a faithful preacher and teacher. It's really not complicated at all. Look at the fruits. Does the preacher give God's word? Does the preacher give you Jesus? Does he point you to God's promise in word and meal, in preaching and the waters of baptism? Or does he drive you back inside yourself to your own feelings, your own fears, your own doubts? A Lutheran seminary professor once put it this way, theology is simple, but that false theology is complicated. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. So do you know the voice of your shepherd? Do you hear the words and promise of God in his word and how dearly our Lord paid for those promises? It is no accident that Jesus warns them about the wolves. Elsewhere, Jesus sends out the disciples as lambs in the midst of wolves. But he would know. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The false teachers swarmed around him. And when he would not listen to their lies, they killed him upon a tree. But he lives even now. And Jesus this day makes the promise to you that you will never be snatched out of his hand. The point, beloved church, is that you are God's and that our Heavenly Father will guard you and keep you until you are reunited with him and all the saints in heaven. Don't listen to the wolves who would spread their lives of despair and self-righteousness. Christ himself holds you in the palm of his hand. He has sent and he has sent an under shepherd to give you him and to lead you to still waters of his life. Trust in his word of promise. It will never let you down. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.